0: Hello and welcome back to Coinscrum Markets. We're here for our Friday wrap. Welcoming back Nick Mancini, fresh from Miami, uh, Chief Community Officer at Trade the Chain. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Doing very well this morning. How about yourself? Uh, I'm good, thank you. You're looking remarkably healthy, given you had three or four days in Miami last week at the big conference. Yeah, Tell it's us the gossip.
1: What was the news on the street? So the news on the street from Miami, um, nothing crazy that we haven't heard of before. But I think just the sheer magnitude of the Bitcoin conference was was staggering, and I think it was a market signal that the market is getting bigger than what we can handle. And seeing the sheer amount of retail rub shoulders with the amount of institutional crowd. I mean, you had you had people like Mr. Wonderful and John and Pete Nigerian, and and bank CEOs and. You know people like Pomp and Tim Draper and all that, rubbing you know shoulders and shaking hands with thousands and thousands and thousands of retail. So just seeing everyone in one room, seeing how big things were, um, definitely makes me bullish and gives me hope on the market.
0: Yeah, I guess during that last kind of bull run uh, up to a few months ago, people were saying that we, that, you know, retail interest hadn't built as much as it might have done in the in the previous kind of bubble cycles. Um, Google searches that people often reference haven't anywhere reached anywhere near the same peak. So uh, let's see. Maybe you know I'm never the you one know, to push that retail kind of coming too late in the market. Um, but you know maybe if that is still that interest is still building, it's one to watch out for. Um, there's been a bit of news generally in the markets this week. Uh, I guess some of it came out of the conference. Um, what what's caught your attention the most?
1: Oh my gosh, it's been uh, it's been topsy turvy this week. So I think the biggest one that, you know, if anyone who's been watching CNBC or just any news outlet, it's that the colonial pipeline hack and how the Bitcoin was returned and the big news was, you know, the Bitcoin network was hacked or it was you know, infiltrated or whatever the narrative is, but it ended up just being so so it started off bullish you know hey the government, you know it isn't bearish on crypto you know crypto is not just for criminals then it was um then we went full bear because everyone was pushing the narrative that the bitcoin network was somehow unsecure and then it came out that they had just acquired the private keys because the hackers were too stupid to use a cold wallet and actually secure their keys properly Um, which is something that anyone in the Bitcoin network can, can, or a mistake they can face. So um, it ended up going from ugly to not so bad. And I think that really flipped the market on its head. Then we had the El Salvador news. Um, Obviously I think that was massively bullish and I don't think many people can point El Salvador out on a map. Um, I think many people can't name the president, but the fact that a sovereign nation has put Bitcoin on their balance sheet and is going to accept it as legal tender is a massively massive step for just the global populace at hand. It's just a big signal. We will see more, they will not be the last. Um, then we had a bit of some bearish Ethereum news. Um, uh, you know, after JP Morgan comes out and says they're bearish on Bitcoin, I- Ethereum comes out and says they're gonna delay uh, the finalization of ETH 2.0 into 2020, late 2022. So this is a big kind of worry for Ethereum is everything else is going, You know. To plan, but the finalization, basically the last brick that they lay, may not be until late 2022. The market's currently expecting, you know, early 2022 right now. You know, we've been very bullish for for a winter storm for ETH, if you will, um, and that's not going to happen. So a lot of interesting news this week. It looks like bullish for Bitcoin, looks like bearish for Ethereum, but I think we'll have to check out the charts to uh, to fully decide.
0: Yeah. Okay. Lots to chew on there. Definitely uh, on the El, El Salvador one. going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I noticed something this morning that someone from the IMF has already come out and started questioning the legality of it. I don't know how you question the the legality of a kind of a sovereign nation, kind of, uh, uh, you know, this Congress voting something into law. But anyway, you know, I'm sure it won't be the last we hear of it and we see how kind of springs are pulled from the outside. Um, uh, but as you say, it's a kind of fascinating development in its own right. And, uh, very well, I think it's going to be interesting that the world
1: is going to get a, a rundown on how, uh, companies operate currencies. Like uh, most of the globe doesn't understand how the U S dollar works. And now, now they're going to start looking into, you know, how does inflationary currency work? I think it's gonna be very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know we've got a lot of that one to come um look let's uh jump on into uh some of the technicals that you've been looking at this week um let's start with bitcoin sentiment
1: uh, let's look at this chart yeah so bitcoin sentiment is a great one uh you can You can truly see how topsy-turvy that is. (laughs) Um, So you you can see kind of the spike whenever the um, seizure news broke. And then you can see the dip whenever kind of retail ended up, you know, realizing that, hey, this is actually really bearish. So that was actually a really interesting one to see the divergence of sentiment and price action because retail did think that, that news was bullish and it ended up being bearish for um, a multitude of reasons. So that was that was interesting to see just how price reacted um, in that time. But then, right when that El Salvador news broke, uh, you saw it was right when the trough of sentiment happened, and then price and sentiment began to skyrocket. Now sentiment's been steady bullish. Now it's not as bullish as it was before. I think you know obviously everyone's coming off that high from the uh, El Salvador news, um, but Bitcoin is still bullish on uh, sentiment. And then if we look at the technicals, we've got a really good formation. I don't wanna dig into that too too um, quickly, but basically sentiment and price action closely correlated, great news for Bitcoin after, you know, what three weeks of just bad gross news. So I think Bitcoin is really turning another leaf here. I think it's gonna uh, probably rise in dominance too um, if this price action continues to occur.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing you know, last couple of weeks we've looked at this uh, two or three weeks ago, and um, you know, we're talking about this $35,000 um, band of support, we've kind of been gyrating around it. Tested the kind of up towards the 200-day moving average that everyone's keeping a close eye on because we're still trading below that. We had that sharp, you know, nerve, bit of nervy action in the market earlier in the week as we bit, uh, dipped back down towards its uh, recent lows, still hovering around that midway. So definitely an undecided market at this stage. Uh, As we know, the longer that continues, uh, maybe the sharper any breakout will be in in one direction or the other. Um, So that's Bitcoin. And you think that maybe sentiment's changing between the two. Um, What's this looking like on this Ethereum chart?
1: Yeah, so Ethereum um, is, compared to Bitcoin, just not looking good. (laughs) I think that's just the easiest way to say it. Um, So we saw what Bitcoin sentiment looked like, you know, closely tied with price, you know, uh, we had a nice variance, you know, you could tell that news was, you know, people were reacting to news, you could look at Bitcoin price action and say, you know, 30k level looks thick, um, you know, we've got a good formation and then you look at Ethereum and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm seeing a sea of red right now. And this is just not good. So after the Ethereum 2.0 news broke, uh, the the, the delay news, I should say, basically just sentiment just plummeted. Um, Trading volume plummeted, I think by double digits, um, meaning that uh, interest in in trading Ethereum just kind of lost its its luster, which is what we saw with Bitcoin uh, two or three weeks back. Um, And then, you know, coupled with that news everyone's like you know this is going to just bolster the the l1 competition so solana polka dot tron um the rest of them and i'm going to get to name and i'm sure people will remind me in the comments but <laughs> um that, that that whole focus is going to shift so i think you know i've got this a bit of a theory that ethereum is going to be kind of fall out of the limelight but i think development is still going to happen so i think even though the traders outlook is is low that just means that it it won't have as much trading activity but i think if you're a fundamental investor i think you know if if ethereum does slide um into the levels that we'll talk about in a second i think it's a really good level to pick it up if you're developing on ethereum if you're looking to build the rc20 assets um even though sentiment's low that could just create cheaper ethereum for a longer term value for someone else
0: Mm -hmm. So this isn't trading advice, but maybe shorting Ethereum and along uh, a basket of some of its potential competitors, trade that as a spread.
1: The worst trade idea in the world, given where we're currently sitting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is that money
1: is going to rotate somewhere else? Because L1 investors are going to continue to L1, be L1 investors. You know, they're not just going to move all their money elsewhere. So expect uh, the competition to heat up, at least on the price chart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the other thing that keeps or well, uh, brings back into play for Ethereum is uh, it sucks it back into the whole ESG argument and the energy consumption, because uh, the longer that takes for them to migrate, the longer uh, Ethereum is also burning down. It's true. Bitcoin has had all the
1: proof of work kind of, uh, you know, hit jobs on it. But, you know, Ethereum is still proof of work right now. So, yeah.
0: OK. Um, and let's look at this last chart then, just on the technicals for Ethereum.
1: Yeah, I think this is an important one to look at. Uh, it's, you, there's not a whole lot to glean from the chart other than just looking at potential price levels. So um, you can see the white line, um, you know, in the, in the 2K range, um, and that's basically just resistance. We, we, you can see two hard hits on that and rejections, which is basically a double top. Um, and you don't want to see a double top on the daily. So right now we're just kind of reacting off that. Um, the candle formations don't look that good. Um, it, you know, really having looked at the markets for three, four years, this is not something you want to see. Um, you can see on the right side, the volume is looking a lot more thick in the $1,800 range down to, I think, you know, almost 14, 1600. Um, so, you know, that's basically tells me that a bunch of people are, are stacking their buys in case, you know, Ethereum does, you know, throw up and and drop, you know, three, four, $500, that's where they're going to buy. So if you are shorting, um, you know, 1800, not a bad target. If you are looking to buy more 1800, not a bad target. It's never guaranteed, but you know, right now, I think a lot of money is going to rotate into Bitcoin. because I think Bitcoin is going to be this sexy trade. Um, and, and you can see kind of what's happening with, with gold and a few other commodities. Ethereum is not going to get as much attention. Um, it's competitor as well, but don't count Ethereum out just because of this price action. Um, you know, things have a funny way of changing right when you think, uh, you know, they're dead. So um, I would watch this chart closely and come back to it around 18, $1900 if you are a uh, Ethereum investor.
0: Okay. Good one to keep an eye out on for the end of the week. Nick, thank you for joining us as always. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and we'll see you again next week.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. It was fun. Talk soon. Yes.